0: Welcome to Bangalore Revival Centre, here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have our guest minister, Pastor Lindsay Santosh from Gideonites Revival House, ministering from the word on one of the beautiful aspects of the love of Christ and how to love Christ. Do listen and be blessed. The verse that I want to share with you this morning is John 11.35. Uh, If you have been in Sunday school enough, you will know what John 11.35 is. One of the verses that I learned first (laughs) as a child, uh, so that I could say that in Sunday school. And uh, earlier in our churches, we used to have memory verse competitions. So you have to learn verses by heart and you have to, you know, write it down in 20 minutes. So whoever writes... The most accurate one in 20 minutes spins. so John 11.35 was everyone's favorite. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, God taught me a couple of things from this portion in last month and as I was praying for you and I was, as I was asking Lord what I have to share with you, uh, this is what the Lord gave in my heart and that's what I want to do. I want to be obedient to the voice of God. See, it's very important for us to know why we believe something, right? Uh, If we believe in certain things, if we have conviction about certain things, it is very important for us to ask, why do we do that, right? Because if we have concrete reasons about why we believe what we believe, it's very easy for us to overcome certain situations, because we have this truth to hold on to, right? If you ask a child, that child has an unbelievable confidence on his parents that come what may, they can depend on you, right? They can be the most mischievous, they may have got a good bashing from you in the morning, Uh, they may have cried the whole of morning, but the very next moment, if they are facing anything, if they are in trouble, if they um, lack vision for the next step or do not, do not know what to do, they will always come to you. Right? They are not going to consider that, oh, Papa, Mama just gave me a good bashing. You know why? Because children have this uh, you know, unexplainable trust and conviction that their parents are always there for them. Right? They, they will help. They will, you know, and that kind of uh, gives them the ability uh, to run to you anytime and every time they feel that uh, they need help, right? You will not find uh, a child sulking in a corner thinking that, do I really have parents that I can depend on? Unless you have given them concrete reasons to do so. But uh, you will find that, right? That's because that's... And that's typically how our relationship with Jesus has to be. Right? You can hear that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. You can say that he walks on the water. You can hear a lot of sermon. But these sermons, what you hear, is just not good enough for you to overcome a situation. That's why Bible so specifically focuses and says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is... Good. It never said, oh, hear and understand that the Lord is good. Because everything about God is out there for you to experience. Everything. His love, His mercy, His grace, His ability to give you second chances, His ability to give you, you know, make supernatural breakthroughs in your life. Everything is up for grabs. You understand? And the moment, everything and anything that you read from the scripture or you hear from a man of God or a woman of God or a prophet and you take that back home and you sit with it and you say that, okay, how can I make this my revelation? How can I make this my testimony? What is it, uh, you know, what is it that I can hold on to from this word? and? And the moment you understand that and the moment that manifests in your life and that aspect becomes your testimony or, you know, your revelation, you will see that in situations you can hold on to that. Okay, I can give you one more example too, you know. uh, Like for example, you know, I was um, jobless for two years. My husband is uh, in full-time ministry. We we were there and, you know, uh, my husband went through a time of stroke, paralytic stroke, which means that we had to go to hospital, medicines, a lot of other stuff, uh, you know, financially, you know, the kind of needs that you have, and all of those things. Uh, now, God had taught us in our lives, and God, we had a lot of amazing experience of how God provides. Right? We had that experience. So when we were going through this particular experience, uh, we were not very worried about finance right, because we had experienced a financial breakthrough in the past and that was our testimony and we said, I'm holding on to that because if God did that in my life maybe even if it is 10 years back, if God was able to do that in my life he's able to do much more than this in this, right, so we held on to that, right, we held on to that. Long story short, uh, two years uh, I don't know, we had uh, deposits coming from heaven, right? So, uh, I, I, like, I, I have no shame. People usually don't want to say that they are blessed, right? Because they would like to have play that victim card. I am telling you, I'm very blessed. Um, I, I, when, we did, when we got discharged from the hospital, we paid the bill and then we had excess. And I was thinking, God, uh, why do we have excess? So, you know, Lord is like, you know, there are medicines, there are follow-ups. Uh, you know, I'm like, wow. You know, so we have sorted in advance, right? When all of this comes and we experience, we experience what God is doing, what kind of provider He is, what is the ability of God. Next time, when someone comes to us and say, you know, Pastor, we have a little financial crunch, you know, I will, I'll not be moved because I have a conviction about how God provides. Amen. Amen. Now, what I'm giving to this person is not words, what I'm giving to this person or even trying to impart to this person, is my testimony. That's when the, that's when the anointing or the, or the power of God that I experienced gets passed from me to the person who is asking me for help. Okay, I'm saying, I'm talking, I'm not talking to people who are trying to understand Jesus, I'm talking to people here, who believe that they are sons and daughters of God and they have been chosen to do something in this world. Amen. 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 Bangalore belongs to Jesus and it will happen through you. Right? And what you don't have, you cannot give. You know, words don't build up people. It is what you have and what you have received. That's why Bible says so much. About tasting God and seeing that He's good, He's good. Yes, you can see that all the time. Someone got healed, he will say God is good. Someone got a job, they will say God is good. Someone had this, they will say God is good. But what about you? You know, I know you guys are celebrating month of joy. Joy, you know, it's not situational, right? Then how do you, in the darkest time of your life, enjoy the joy of God? Because the Bible says that joy is your strength. Right? I was telling this in my church. We always say that God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. When did God start becoming good in your life? What was that moment, according to you? When? When you were, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal saviour? Or when you came to the church for the first time? Not really. He was good to you before the foundations of the world. Even before you could be there on the earth. You know, for you to come to the church, there was one person responsible. God worked in that person's life first. For that person to come to God, God worked in that person's life. You know, there is a series of things God did which you can track right from the start of this world to reach to to you, to bring you to this place. So he was not good because you said, Oh Lord, I'm accepting you as my savior. And as a return gift, he said, Okay, I'll be good to you. No, no, no. He was good to you. Always, even when you were on the streets of Bangalore not knowing Jesus I can do whatever you wanted to, even when you were in the strongest phase of your addiction, He was still good to you and His goodness is why we smile today. In fact, it is His goodness that we can face tomorrow. And, you know, we see so many things happening in incorporation. So many stories we hear. So many people going to so many troubles and trying to kill. And and I think, Lord, how did we survive? How, How are we alive? How did this happen? My God, what grace, what favor, what goodness of God over our lives. The fact is that you and me are not able to understand that. We are not able to discern it. You're not able to, you know, be sensitive to that goodness. That's why we often wait for a new way to be open. Because we couldn't understand what he did yesterday. You you know, so many people drive. It's not our driving skills, right? That we reach from point A to point B. Because he's good. If we have to list down reasons of why we shouldn't be alive, there will be a list. but because he's a good father. Because he is a good father. And that ability to understand and to remind ourselves every day of every small thing that we enjoy and telling ourselves, oh, this is the goodness of God will help us sustain the joy in our lives. It it will never be your bank balance. It will never be your promotions. It will never be your accomplishment that will give you joy. You know, I want to begin by saying that we have to know why we believe what we believe. We have to know that in our 24 hours of span in a day, there is so many interventions by God because of which we face the another day. Yes, there are things that has not been answered. Yes, there are things that is yet to be opened. Yes, there are things that is yet to be answered. But the percentage of that is very less as compared to what is already done, as compared to what is already opened, as compared to what is already answered, as compared to whatever places is already protected you. Are you with me, Church? You have to understand what this God is doing. When you understand that, it will be much beyond an answered prayer at an open door. You will be like you know, Job said, he gave and he took it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is saying that in a time where Holy Spirit, you know, the way we enjoy, the the nearness of God was not available and you know towards the end job says when he understood what god is he's saying that till now i had only heard about god but now i have seen so imagine just by hearing god job was a person who was only hearing about god he had never seen him he had never experienced him so job just by hearing god became a righteous person and did what he did. And when he was facing the most uh, devastating situation, this man who has only heard about God is saying, he gave and he has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, hearing gives so much of conviction. Then what about experiencing him? That's when Job says, I was hearing, but now my eyes have seen. New Testament church, we are not hearers, we are the ones who are experiencing God. So before I move to this word, I want to remind you, as you celebrate the month of joy, as you celebrate the next milestone of the church, as you celebrate your own life, don't forget all that He has done, that itself will give you a conviction. Of what he's capable to do next. I always say he does not have to prove himself. He has done enough. Amen. Everyone knows this portion, John 11, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, Jesus. Lazarus died, was there in the tomb for four days. Then Jesus comes into the picture. Lazarus is alive. We all know this story, right? We all know what happened. Uh, I particularly, God was teaching me from this portion where it says, Jesus wept, uh, because it is very profound, very deep. You can study about it a lot, but still not grasp the depth of it. But I just want to share what God taught me, if you are with me. okay? John chapter 11, if you see the first uh, portion, it says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, Uh, It's very interesting. It says, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Okay. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. Okay. So the sisters sent him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard He said, this illness does not lead to death, it is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified. I like this first portion, it says, Lazarus was ill, Lazarus is of Bethany, and this Bethany is a village of Mary and Martha. Was Mary, Martha and Lazarus the only people in Bethany? No, there are more people there. You can see in the further verses, the whole village gathers to sympathize with this family. But why is this village? whole? When Holy Spirit decided to introduce you to this place, Holy Spirit said, let me address this place as village of Mary and her sister Martha. Why? And the next verse is, you know why? Because it was this Mary, who anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet and a hair, whose brother Lazarus. So you have to understand, if it be village, if it be people, if it be illness of Lazarus, no matter what is the topic, everything is known to God through Mary. That's how God is recognizing that situation. Lazar is ill. She, Lazar is from Bethany. What is Bethany? Village of Mary. Lazar who is ill, who is actually the brother of Mary. And in between always Spirit decided why, because you know she's the one who poured out that costly ointment on the feet of Jesus and wiped it with her hair. Now this, it, this uh, scenario where she is wiping the feet of Jesus did not happen when Lazar was dead. It happened way before. Way before. Way way before Mary even encountered a problem. Okay, if you can come with me, you already know what I'm trying to say. Mary didn't wait for Lazar to die so that she can show what she's capable of in terms of worshipping and giving to Jesus. In fact if you see, this feet of Jesus is what Mary always tries to be in. Like, that is the place that she likes. The first time, it was Martha who invited Jesus to their house. But then Martha decided that kitchen is the place and if you read the portion, it says Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. We are known by the by our position in the kingdom of God. And that position is not a position of a prophet or a pastor or a worship leader. That's typically your distance between the feet of Jesus and you. The proximity of your, you and the feet of Jesus Will amplify everything in the spiritual realm into physical. You know, we often say, we have so much, oh Pastor, we have heard so many prophecies. Okay, Pastor says this is your breakthrough month. This is that, this is that. So many things we have heard. So many. But Pastor, there is no change in my life. But I have you asked yourself, where are you found when heaven is trying to locate you? When it is Kairos, when it is God's time, when it is time to talk to you, when it is time for Him to come to you, when it is time for Him to impart, where are you found? Are you even remotely around the feet of Jesus? We, we have learned shortcut for everything. You know, we are very smart Christians so if we have a problem, we have three days, seven days fasting Uh, we will you know, we have so many methods we have corrected, this is how we but maybe when we read this chapter that's not how it is our relationship with Jesus our intimacy with Jesus my desire to do whatever for Jesus, has no relation with my current circumstances. It has no relationship with what uh, I am going through. In, because I have to be constant in my relationship, even if it is a mountain top or a valley. The only thing that was constant, that Bible mentions, is God. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Which means that everything around you except that is going to change. And it will change. Because we are in a process of moulding ourselves to become Christ-like. And we can't be who we are and become like Him. So for us to be what He wants us, He will take us through paths that will change things around us. That's where our moulding happens. That's where our change happens. So we look at Mary here, who's seeing Jesus for the first time, who's heard about Jesus, and this is her moment to be with Jesus. And she says, let me sit at the feet of Jesus. This is the place, this is where I, and Jesus himself says, she has taken a good portion. She has chosen a good portion and no one will take that away. Which means, everything that you select apart from Jesus has a capacity to go away. Yeah. Everything. Every dependability that you have on things that is not Jesus, on Jesus has a capacity to go away from your life. And then Mary puts that precious ointment on his feet, wipes the feet of Jesus uh, and that is what is registered in heaven. And now when the story is been written about Lazar and everything, it says Bethany, village of Mary. Lazar who is Hill, who is a brother of Mary. And it's so good that in the coming portion when sisters are sending the messages, Lazar whom you love. But Bible doesn't say anything about Lazar doing anything for Jesus. So how did this love of Jesus locate Lazar? Through Mary. Your relationship with Jesus has a capacity for the love of Jesus to locate your families. You have to understand, you know, we we often we often cry and crib or we are often sad for things because of our ignorance. Because we do not know how God operates. The love of Mary, the act of love that Mary did is now amplified in a level where it's everyone is saying that hey Jesus loves these three people. But the fact is the focus is one woman. Right? And I was thinking that the amount of intimacy that we have with Jesus can also determine the destiny of the nation and of the place that we are located. Amen. Bangalore is up there to be known by your name. Amen. By the name, you know we I don't know if you have heard there was a very famous prophet in Kerala. He's no more there, so he was known as on by the name of the place that he was. So imagine the name is X Y Z. So he was known by that name. He was a very very famous prophet. Uh, so once one family was bringing uh, their daughter who was possessed uh, to meet this prophet from Trivandrum. So Trivandrum and Patandita are very far away. And they were bringing this girl from Trivandrum, okay? So that the Prophet can pray over her and heal her. Now, they were coming in, the ambassador in those days, right? So, you have those uh, milestones with the name of the places, 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers to go. And as they were traveling, they came to this place, very close, and it's it's wrote the name of the place and said, you know, 5 kilometers away. And this girl who was possessed, suddenly started manifesting and said, "Are you taking me to him?" <laughs> you know? Because that name, now doesn't make any sense. That name is known by that prophet. That place is known by that prophet. And the demon started manifesting, saying, "Are you taking me to that man?" Are you, no, you cannot take me to that man. You have to ride right? the whole five kilometers. And this prophet in his prayer room already knew that she's coming, so he was waiting on the door for this ambassador to come. And uh, the moment this ambassador reached, the prophet went and opened the door and stretched And this girl came out completely healed. The demon didn't want to even have a (laughs) fight. Do you understand? And that's not just limited to that man of God. That is what we carry. Our names. You know, when... The 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 demon was talking. uh, He's in the New Testament. He says, "I know Jesus and I know Paul. Who are you? Look at the demon. He knows Paul in the same capacity as Jesus. Not limited to Paul alone for us as well. Our names, the place that we stay. He shouldn't step in. He should fear." But that's not through fasting and rebuking. That's just through by loving Jesus. Our love for Jesus has that impact. He, he's not uh, afraid of people who can play keyboard. I hope you understand. He's not af- afraid of you because you can really sing well in the church. He's not afraid of you because you can take out some amazing scripture and speak for an hour. But if you are a lover of Jesus then he he will think twice because it is not easy to move a lover of Jesus. Lover of gifts, lovers of opportunities, lover of pulpits, they will come and go. But lovers of Jesus will be forever. The next portion says Jesus loved Martha and her sister. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer. Is it that in your Bible too? He loved them so? He ran. He took a tatkal and he ran. No, right? He loved them so much that he stayed for? Do you have the ability to recognize delays as love? Hey, you know, I know that this may not be very, like, oh, you will be blessed, you will be this. Because I want to leave something with you today that can sustain your blessings. I don't want to, you know, bring something that can just give you that emotional. <laughs> Do you have the ability to recognize delays as love? Do you have the ability to see a no as love? A closed door as love? A wilderness as love? A valley as love? Only those who love Him can be interested with the wilderness. Because children of God, it is in this delay that really tells you what is your character. It is in this delay that really tells you what, is, what are you in this relationship for. It is in this delay that tells you that you are you really here for Jesus or something else. Delays will manifest your character. What is enemy saying to? Uh, what is Satan challenging God? You remove the hedge, right? You remove the hedge and you see. What job will do? He will? He will curse you. Because Satan thinks that Job's love for God is about that blessing and that hedge. Okay? And God says, do it. Just don't touch his life. Do it. And you have to see, enemy is not doing it at one go. right? He's doing it step by step. Step by step. First destruction. Then he's saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. Second destruction. Then everything is gone. Everything is gone. And now enemy thinks that maybe physical blessings and children are gone but what if something happens to his body? Then you have boils and itching and, you know, the self-pain that he has to now personally go, physically. His friends are saying, are you sure that you were righteous? (laughs) Like, can you take this moment to introspect your life? Wife is like, it's better you die. Life is not making, because what about all this worship, all the altars you made every week? You have to see, job is someone right now, without a friend to talk to, without a wife to rely on, without a children to see and comfort. We can talk about it, but we can't understand that situation. But enemy waited and waited, but he never cursed God. He never cursed God. What about you and me? What about us? Is our instinct at every situation to question God? If that's the point, then we have to relook at the love that we have for Him. We'll have to. Like as a husband and wife, what do you do? You, you take time to introspect your relationship. You learn to adjust to each other. You learn to know each other. Right? Married people, day one, the way you knew your husband is not worth how you know. Today, even if before your husband talks, you know what he's going to say. <laughs> right? Even if before a wife says anything, husband can really predict. How much more valuable is the lover of our soul? How much do you know him? He's not a God who enjoys your crying. He's not a God who enjoys his children being miserable. He's not a God who says, okay, let him him suffer a bit and then I will just come and show my grandeur. That's not how it works. Ezekiel was taken to the valley of dry bones. But if you read the scripture, it says the spirit of the Lord came on him and it was the hand of the Lord that took him to the Valley of Dry Bones. So who placed him there? Not his sins, not his mis- he was having an amazing prophetical ministry. But he was taken and placed in the Valley of Dry Bones. And they saying, man of God, tell me whether this can become flesh? children of God do you know that you are placed in valley because there's an army supposed to be rising up through your words yeah. you are you are in a storm because God is believing you to walk on the water with him he's looking to partner there are many people who can partner with him on mountain top because it's glorious You know, mountain top means the peak of everything. It's glorious. Very less in valleys. Very less in wilderness. But as children of God, you and me have to understand that delays doesn't mean that God is not capable. Delays just mean that He loves you. And something more better than what your mind can comprehend is coming to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So two things. One, your love with Jesus is what locates others in your family. Two, understand the delays of God. I always say this, when you love Jesus, His silence is audible. Okay? And that's what we believe in. We'll come ahead. Now you have to understand that Jesus is now starting a journey to go back to Bethany, okay, he's now decided it's my time, that I'm going to go and do what God has asked me to. Now this is a place where everyone is waiting to kill Jesus, for obvious reasons. He has disciples uh, who are scared. Now they're walking and then Jesus is saying, "Lazarus must be, you know he's sleeping, nothing is going to happen. Disciples are confused, he's sleeping. What is the whole fuss about? And then Jesus is like, God, you will not understand. He looks as like, No, he's dead. And for your sake, we are going so that you believe. And then Thomas says, Let's go die with him. This is a conversation happening with Jesus and his disciples. Now, what is the path that Jesus has taken? Jesus has taken a path to Bethany to do one of the most incredible things while he is on this earth. Okay? And he's saying, I'm doing this so that these people can believe who? The disciples, who is walking day in and day out. Now imagine this journey, right? They are walking and the disciples are walking. Now Jesus is walking giving glory to the Father about what is going to happen. And then you have disciples walking. Oh, we are going to die. Oh, we are going to... Oh, God, this is it. This is it. I thought We thought he was going to be the king. This is, this is not just the story of disciples. Haven't you walked or spent your life with only uncertainty? We all sing, we all love to sing this song. Because he leaves, I can face tomorrow. Right? And imagine one bad day in the office with your boss. Passes I may lose my job, Pastor Why are you not able to sing that song at that moment? <laughs> Bible says that I. Jesus says that I've come to give life, an abundance of life. You and me cannot walk with Jesus expecting death. You know who is the biggest uh, stumbling block between you and your miracle? Hmm? Your mouth. You look at your husband, and you say, "Kabhi nahi sudhrega yadmi." The Lord is speaking to some people, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Nahi sudhrega. Because the power of life and death was on your tongue. What you set loose on earth. It's set loose in heaven. What you bind on earth is bound. You just bound your partner. You are prophesying over his life, saying he's not going to change. You're prophesying over your wife that she's not going to change. You're prophesying over your children. Oh, his future is... Pastor, also... my child is a one parent came to us and I think our child is a buddhu, hai, mand hai In Bombay, you use the word "month." I don't know what it's like. In a, in a way, a little retarded kinds. you know? So my husband says, maybe not because he was created, but because you're the mother. <laughs> and some situation comes, and he says, oh my god. Oh, I just want to die. I just want to die. How many times have you proclaimed death over yourself? You, you study, you don't get, you don't understand enough and you say, oh, my future is gone. I will never be what I want to be. Who bound you? Demons? We give uncred, undue credit to Satan so many days. He's like, I didn't do it, but thank you. <laughs> and that's why some bondages don't break even after 100 prophets have massaged your head. Because the prophet that tied you was you. And if there is a prophet that can set you loose, it is you. You understand? If you see Jesus has done something, that is your indication that you can do it too. That's what Peter says. Lord, can I also walk? He's a fisherman. If anyone knows what seas can do, it is him. But he's saying, can I also walk? Jesus, Come on, do it. People say, oh, he drowned, but he's the only one who walked, even if it was for a second. This morning, if Lord is reminding you of any declarations that you have done over your life, that you have done over your marriage, that you have done over your children, that you have done over your future, this is the morning that you can break it in the name of Jesus. No. 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 You have to say, no, not my life, not my children's life, not my marriage, not my son, not my daughter. I am the prophet of my house. Are you seeking for a prophet to come? I'm sorry, you are the designated prophet of your house. What you cannot believe for your house will not happen in your house. But what you can imagine, what you can vision with God, what you can dream with God, it will manifest in your life. It will. I know this is a prophetical word for someone. This is not something that I prepared. This is what I'm hearing from the Lord. Sons and daughters, you may be a new Christian, but what I want to tell you is that the moment you accepted Him as your Savior and you got baptized, Bible and God declares you as righteous in front of this world. That label itself is good enough for you to overcome every demon that not just was fighting you but was fighting every generation before you. There may be generational curse in your family that must have affected people in your family, that must have affected you in certain capacity but with you it ends. With you it ends. Raya la baba shikara baba. baba you are not ones who can look at you know disease and say oh my mom bhi tha, my dad bhi tha. Ye family hereditary no 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 your family is not that you are part of a very big family a divine family that DNA is something else that DNA crushed the head of the enemy that DNA gave abundance of life baba 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 yel bobo who told you because your fellow you know batchmates they failed and they did not land anywhere you will also not no 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 if god operated in the same logic as this world we need not serve him We need not serve Him. But our God is not as per our logics. If there are students who are listening to me today, you may have a certain ability. You may not have as great ability as maybe someone who is sitting beside you. But remember your Creator, He that formed you. He is able to do much more. He that called you is faithful to keep you till that day. Holy today I know that Lord is is breaking some prisons that the mind had created so that you couldn't look into your future. You thought and you told yourself that there is no future. You believed that you are mediocre. But this morning, the Lord is changing all that. In your workplace, in your workplace, in your workplace, Oh, Jesus. I break the spirit of mediocrity in this place that has found roots in the heart of people. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. Excellence is your portion. We'll just quickly come ahead. A lot of things, God, Jesus reaches there. There's an conversation between Martha and Jesus. There's a, and then they say that, you know, to Mary, that Mary, he's calling you. And then Mary runs. Okay? Uh, Verse 28, it says, when she had said this, she went and said, Mary, in private, the teacher is here and he's calling you. The moment she heard, she ran. She went everyone thought that she's going to the Lazarus tomb so that she can cry she's a sister now you see verse 32 now she comes and sees Jesus and he says now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him he fell at his there is something about Mary and the feet of Jesus it's like if she meets him there is no way that she can stand and talk to him. She has to be at the feet of Jesus. She's at the feet of Jesus. She only has one thing. Like Lord, if you were there, my brother may not have been dead. And when Jesus saw her weeping, when Jesus saw her weeping. Suddenly, in the light of Mary, he is also seeing other Jews weeping, right? As I told you earlier, right, Mary was the focus and through Mary was everyone else was seen. Suddenly, Jesus saw Mary weeping and then he saw other Jews also crying and it says, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid them? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. A simple question. If you hear a phone call of someone close to you dying, would you cry at that moment? Or you wait patiently to reach that place and cry? The moment you hear, you will be moved. When Jesus heard about Lazarus. He's like, chill. This is for? For glory of God. But now, here it says, Jesus wept. See, Jesus is on the way to resurrect Lazarus. So obviously he's not crying. Because Lazarus is... But Bible says, when he saw Mary weeping, it troubled him. Mary's pain troubled Jesus. That's what I said. He's not a God who loves to see your misery. It is a sad news. Jesus already said that it is going to be for the glory of God. That's why he is there in Bethany to resurrect Lazar. But the fact that Mary is someone close to the heart of Jesus, the fact that Mary always chooses the feet of Jesus, her crying moves him, her crying, troubles, because he, in his fullness as God, he took uh, the image of man to go through everything that we went through. If there is a God that knows our pain, just the way we feel it, it is Jesus betrayal, loneliness poverty everything you have to understand that when it's written that Jesus wept it is just showing you that how personal is this God how personal your prayer room Can you envision that when you go on your knees with your tears, do you have the ability to see the reciprocation from the side of Jesus? Because if we can, we will never say, oh Lord, you are not hearing me, oh Lord, you are not hearing, Lord, oh I am not going to pray anymore, what is the use? But look at this place, he wept, not because he was uncertain of what is going to happen to Lazar. He was there, Lazar is going to be resurrected. That emotion, that crying was a reciprocation to what Mary is feeling. Because Mary is someone who is close to his heart. Mary is someone who is imprinted on the heart of Jesus because of what she does on the feet of Jesus. That's why I said, if you and me are lover of Jesus, if you and me are in relationship with Jesus, there's absolutely nothing that can worry us or scare us. There are no weapons, no sickness, no situations, no debt, no curse that has the ability to swallow you and me. Because you and me are never alone. You know, I always imagine this way when Daniel was thrown in the den of lions if you read Hebrews the chapter of faith it says by faith they shut the mouth of lions you know I often think that what exactly would have happened there is it like Daniel going there and just personally shutting the mouth of each lion saying you cannot eat me or is it the fact that he was there because of God and with God Because when the lions would have seen Daniel, I'm sure it was not just Daniel. It was God with him. And then, how can a creation swallow a creator? When Shadrach Meshach Abednego went into the fire, God is like, wait, let me join. There was a fourth person. When, and it clearly says, when they came out of the fire, they were not smelling like fire. What happened? What changed the nature of fire? The presence of God. But these are Old Testament. So what about New Testament? The Bible says that the fullness of Christ is given to the church everything that is in Christ has been handed over to the church. The same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead is the same power, Is the same Holy Spirit that is inside you. And to think, you who is carrying such a glory, you who is carrying such a power is sitting in a corner of your house and playing the victim card. It's the lie of the enemy. It's a lie of the enemy so that you cannot see yourself as a victorious person. He wants you to feel victimized all the time so that you don't use what you have, and that's Jesus. Can I say one more thing before I pray for you? How many days was Lazarus in the tomb, dead? four days it's there in the Bible how many days was Jesus in the tomb three Lazarus for those who love Jesus because we love him We have the ability to do greater things. This was not just about the resurrection of Lazar. This was a small preview of what is about to happen. This is a small preview of a resurrection of Jesus. But when God decided to display that through his son, he made him do four days. only God who wants His children to break His record. The reason why I'm sharing this to you is because if we have to live a life of dominion, we have to know what we are carrying. We have to know what we are carrying. In every situation that you step in, you step in that place as victorious and you just release that victory in that place. If you understand that, you will realize that many victories came and went by, but you couldn't recognize it. Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope this word has been a blessing to you. To visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration service at 11am at youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.